evening, everyone. I'm so glad to come your way again, speaking words of life and encouragement to you. I don't know what part of the world you may be watching from, but why don't you just send somebody a text, or if you that are watching by Facebook, you'll just invite some of your friends and tell them to be a part of our webcast this evening, because I believe once again, you'll be touched by the Lord. I have a very, very special guest that's going to be sharing with me by Skype tonight. Actually, I'm right here in Dallas or Carrollton, Texas, and then my guest is tonight in Knoxville, Tennessee. Isn't it amazing what technology can do? Uh, we can be right here and different people can be in different parts of the world and we can all be coming together. And so you that are coming together with us right now, Cliff Cook from Tennessee, my wife Sharon, Judy Nolan Baldwin, and uh, my daughter Tammy, Cheryl, and Richard Harper. Anyway, we're so glad that you here on Facebook are identifying yourself if you want to. And you that are watching on Lightcast and Flame, it's so good to see you with us on Lightcast. Boy, I'll tell you, I am stirred up and I am ready to give the devil, uh, um, you know, we sometimes we use the term black eye, but you know that's not that's not enough. We just need to stop him, keep him out of our lives, and realize that we have the word of God, we have the power of God, we have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to overcome the enemy. Greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? Well, let's pray and let's ask God's blessings here on the webcast this evening. Father, I'm so grateful for this privilege and for this opportunity that I have to talk, to share, uh, to minister the Word of God, to have my son Tim to be a part of the webcast tonight and for him to share. I just believe that you will anoint both of us to speak words of life to people wherever they may be watching and viewing from. I pray encouragement, healing, and deliverance and for ministry to take place in their life tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see Janet all the way from Dubai. Thank you, Janet. I know that's really, uh, it must be 5 o'clock in the morning there for you where you're watching. And then Buddy Williams from down in Georgia. It's good to have you, Buddy. Buddy and I have been uh, friends for, I guess, close to 50 years and 45, somewhere along in there. And he pastors a church down in South Georgia. Glad to have him apart. And anyway, you that are here with us, let's just open up our hearts and believe God something good is going to happen tonight. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 15 and 30, it says, The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. A good report makes the bones healthy. Well, I believe God wants to give people healthy bones tonight. I believe He wants to give you good and healthy bones. Amen? I believe God wants to do that, and I believe He wants your eyes to be bright. I believe He wants you to be happy. I believe He wants you to feel good. He wants you to walk by faith, hear His voice, be led by His Spirit. So anyway, we're just going to jump right in here with uh, 
the uh, webcast this evening. And before I do uh, bring my son Tim on, I just want to say it is a privilege and a joy and an honor for him to be with me. Uh, Pastor Al usually sits here with me, but tonight we're uh, back uh, doing some of the things that we used to do before by Skype, and we will from time to time. Pastor Al will be with me next week. We'll be here together. But my son Timothy is... um, um, a, a, a man that's sincere, not because I, he's my son, but I'm honored to have him as my son and as a man of God. He's traveled around the world uh, preaching the gospel to thousands of people. He's worked with me, and I would have never had the success that I've had in ministry had it not been for my son. I appreciate him for that, but most of all, I appreciate him for who he is. So, Tim, uh, it's so good to have you here with us tonight, and I believe you've got something good to talk about tonight. <laughs> I do. Um, I'm, I'm thankful to um, to be here on the, the show tonight, the webcast, and be able to talk about something good, um, something what's in my spirit, um, what me and my wife really have been just, you know, pondering and reading and praying about over the last um, several months, and just excited, um, not necessarily entirely for the show, but just what's coming up in the next year. Um, I'm just really enthusiastic about what God is He's doing what he has done and where he's taken us um, individually and, and God's people, the church. Um, so I, I just look forward to seeing the goodness of God manifesting this year um, through, through our lives and through the people's lives that we come in contact with, our family, um, and around the nation, around the world. I'm just, I'm just ecstatic. I, I can't begin to tell you how... Um, how happy I am to see how God's moved uh, and how he has been moving over the last several months. There's just so many good things to talk about. Um, uh, just lots of testimonies. Um, I, I could, you know, I could, I could flutter the, uh, the show with just testimonies of, of, you know, well, I want to, I want to hear some good, I want to hear some good testimonies. <laughs> okay. You can count on that. Well, uh, as the Lord you know, brings it to my remembrance, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it tonight. Well, good, good. Well, Tim, we've already prayed, and we have a number of people watching with us on Facebook, and then, of course, on Lightcast, Apple TV, Roku, um, Android TV, Fire TV, Cross TV, um, uh, and there's a few more that I don't remember at the moment. But anyway, we're on the air to talk about the goodness of God. And uh, I see... Uh, Joy Payne Vale from James over in, uh, I believe you live in Chattanooga still. She used to attend our church. And Tim, I don't know if you remember Joy or not, but uh, Joy attended our church for a number of years there. And uh, anyway, that uh, it's a blessing to have her on. And Josie uh, from um, Cebu, Philippines is on. And she said, good to see together. Love you both. Uh, Both great influence in my life and ministry to the families here in the Philippines. And then Tina Cook, it's good to see you. And Brother Cliff Cook is watching too. So I'm going to monitor this a little bit. And so Tim, while you're talking and preaching, I'll see who's here. And maybe uh, on Facebook and on Lightcast, 
I'll be looking, but all the others I won't be able to see. Anyway, I'm so glad to have you here tonight. So Tim, uh, we said that we were going to be talking about good news. I want to ask you the question, uh, what is good news? Well, it's pretty simple. You know, um, if we just look at what, what it's translated as, it's, it's the gospel. And, and uh, I, I guess that why that excites me so much is because the gospel is, you know, it, it's Jesus. That's who he is. He is the gospel. And, you know, the, the word of God is so full of good news and how we can live our life. It, it, it's a pattern for how we can live our life. And uh, I just know what the gospel's done for me. And I've seen it work in others' life. And you know, when, when people experience the gospel, it's, you know, it, it's, it, it sets them free. And it sets, you know, what the gospel will do is it'll set you free from you. And it'll open your heart towards other people. And that, to me, is great news in itself. You, you see, we, I don't know, I guess we, we take Jesus, I, I, I want to take him wherever I go. And to me, that's great news. Um, and if we look at just, oh, I don't know, if we look at what the gospel is defined as it's it's described as someone who brings good news and and that's what I want to do tonight is I want to be someone who announces good news to everybody that's watching this show tonight and you know what I felt in my spirit it doesn't you know and, and this was you know just last night as I was praying and even yesterday morning as I was praying because I knew I would be here I just I you know I just wanted to make this proclamation this announcement that no matter no matter what people are facing um, no matter how big of an obstacle or how big the mountain of impossibility is, we serve a God that is the God of the impossible. And, I, you know, the gospel is simple. It, it's the message of Jesus Christ. And the message of Jesus Christ is, is, is hope. And that's what um, I desire to just to communicate tonight is how the good news can impact our life and it can free us from ourselves so that, you know, we can have the capacity to share the good news to others. Well, one thing I will say is we certainly need good news. You know, uh, I didn't watch the news today, but uh, I, know, I knew if I did, it was going to come on with something negative. It wasn't going to come on with good news. I don't know why they don't report good news. Everything that's being reported is bad and sometimes evil and lies. And all the networks, it's just a shame what the networks is, is, is broadcasting out and trying to pollute the minds of people with fear. You know, they blame politicians and others of being politicians of fear. But the news media themselves are more people of fear than any politician that I know because of they're always talking about how bad things are rather than giving good reports in in the broadcast. So uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the good news and Tim just got through saying that the gospel the gospel is good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we don't want to hear or know uh, any more from the negative uh, networks to guide our life. We need the Word of God guiding our life. So Tim, take it from there. Well, I, I just, 
I just know that the world that we live in is hurting. Um, they are searching, they are looking, and they, are, they need someone who can be a replic- replication of who God, they need to be able to see God. And if we can be the people that can be an image to display who God is, and we can be a mouthpiece for God, and we can be brave enough um, you know, to share the gospel with people that we come in contact with, um, I mean, it, it, what it does is it, 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 it might catch them off guard at first, but the fact that I was brave enough to share the gospel with them, it made their day. Um, whether it's, um, you know, you know what I do. Um, if it's at the grocery store, if it, it's at Sam's Club, it's at the coffee shop, or I don't know if I'm walking down the street. And um, it was, you know, just the other day, um, I remember I was uh, just a few weeks ago, I was downtown walking around, and I remember I came in contact with this guy that I'd met at a convenience store, and I, I gave him $5, and I prayed for him, and I invited him to church. And, you know, he looked he looked a mess, and, you know, he had all kinds of issues going on with his life. I know he's got some, some drug issues and uh, some physical issues, and, and I remember I, I invited him to church, and I didn't see him, obviously. Um, but I did pray with him, and I saw him a few weeks, uh, well, not a few weeks, but probably about a month later, I saw him downtown, which was just a few weeks ago, and he remembered me. And he remembered that I cared, and he remembered that I prayed for him. Um, and, um, and even just the other day when I was at the, um, at the Sam's Club, I remember I walked into the store, and that's the thing. It's, it's not always that we have to be led by the Spirit of God when you know, when we come in contact with people, because people are just so hungry, they won't admit it. You know, they, um, they won't, they don't necessarily uh, speak up and say that it's something they want, but I walk by people sometimes, and I know that I should be talking to them. Um, you know, all you gotta do is see somebody with a limp, or, or you see somebody, maybe it's that inward witness on the inside of you that we, maybe we do have a word of knowledge or there's a word of wisdom that comes to us. We just don't acknowledge it that that's what it is, the gift of the Spirit and operation through us, but we just sometimes operate in fear. I mean, it's okay. Moses operated in fear. <laughs> so did his son and so did his grandson. Um, I'm saying, not saying it's okay to operate in fear, but sometimes they 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 let fear lead them instead of the holy spirit lead them through a gift of what god put in them and you know sometimes it could be something really simple that you know there's a maybe like that inward witness on the inside of us that's somebody that's standing in front of us man, man I, you know i bet they've got a headache or something you know maybe i should pray for them they, maybe they've got a headache you know and i you know just yesterday i was um you know, I was walk. I took a hike. That's what I did yesterday, and I and I, I got to the top of the mountain, and I and I'm guilty, just like everybody else. I got to the top of the mountain, and this this person walked by me, and I just felt like this strong, just this strong impression in my spirit. She's got a problem with her spine, but I was, you know, I had my music on. I was worshiping the Lord, and I kept going. And I knew in my spirit that I was supposed to do something, and I didn't. Um, uh, but that's where I just have to go back and trust God that I know um, I may miss it. But I know um, just a few days before that, I didn't miss it. There was a lady in a scooter at Sam's Club, and I walked by her the first time. And the Lord just, you know, I knew that I was supposed to go talk to her. 
And so I came back to her. I literally was on the other side of the store, and I walked all the way back to the other side of the store. Do you know how big of a Sam's Club is, like Costco? So I literally walked all the way from the other side of the store just to get back to her in order to approach her, and her daughter was with her, and I asked her if I could pray for her. And she, you know, that's the thing. People will not turn down prayer. I'm just so amazed at how, you know, if, if we'll just be courageous enough, we'd always have to be led. I mean, if you're led by the Spirit, that's great. Um, but all you have to do is watch for the visible signs um, uh, in the natural, and God can use you if you're willing um, to be used by God. And I think that's part of what, um, it, you know, it, it interests me so much to to be obligated, as Paul says in the Romans chapter 1, he, he felt an obligation to people no matter who they were in the civilized world, the uncivilized world, the educated, the uneducated, no matter what culture, he felt an obligation. Um, uh, Tim, let me, let me say something right here before we, we go there. Um, you know, um, what you're talking about right now is, um, you know, you have a pulpit ministry, and then you have a ministry that's you're talking about now where you're in the, the grocery stores or business places or wherever you are and you see people and you try to discern, uh, is this who I'm supposed to minister to or what? And you said sometimes you don't even have to be led by the Spirit. Well, you know, uh, number one, let's go back uh, to you. You know, God really transformed your life and, and, and really changed you. And you went to Bible school for a couple of years. And uh, after you went to Bible school, then uh, you told me, you said, Dad, I feel like moving to the Philippines. Well, you did. You moved there and uh, ministered there and ran our office for three years and then came back to the States. And then, unfortunately, went through a bad divorce. Um, and, um, you know, that, that divorce really um, did... Um, slap you upside the head, so to speak, and and really, um, uh, you know, did a number on you by uh, the divorce. And But God was good to you and, and gave you custody of your children and you're raising your children. Um, now, when, Tim, do, did it start? I got two things I'm going to ask you, but, but um, um, and bless you, our friends from Brazil, it's so good to see you. Tim, when did it start after what I've just brought up? Your Bible school, your, your tenure in the Philippines, and then after the divorce, and then where, you just took a couple of years off, but in those couple of years off, was you a witness then, or when did it really take hold of you that you had something beyond a pulpit ministry? Well, I knew it actually when when I got it, when I got into Bible school, and they began to put in on the inside of me um, what what my responsibility is as a Christian. You know, even before I've got any kind of a pulpit ministry, you know, that's something I just I gleaned from about my responsibility of what the gospel is, and uh, I need to give it to others. I need to give it. I need to give it away. What I've been given. I mean, it was always there. Um, maybe I wasn't as, um, how should I say it? Maybe I wasn't as uh, forthright and as, as, as bold and courageous as I am now. Uh, I want to say that I always did that in those early years back in the, I guess, the mid to late 90s, you know, when I, I finally gave my life over to Jesus. And, uh, and I, 
I would say it was just a few years ago, um, or really just a little over a year ago, that I became so passionate that I can't hold inside any longer what I have. Well, you know, um, a lot of people that serve the Lord, they maybe are afraid or maybe feel like they're not qualified what what do you say to you know you you you're exceptional you know you're even braver than I am when it comes to witness and I, I'm I'm never afraid to witness but I'll have to say I'm not as forthright as you are to to go up to people and I mean I'll say something to a server that's in a restaurant or somebody that comes to me but very seldom Jim I I do I pursue someone like you're talking about. So you, you were saying a few minutes ago that we're obligated or, or, or and, and that word obligated, is that the right word that we have to be a witness for Jesus in the way you are? No, I don't think everybody um, is, there's an obligation the way that I feel or maybe the way that we read of what the Apostle Paul was like or, or Timothy um, or James, or some of these great New Testament guys who really shaped and molded what you know uh, evangelism was 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 all about, really. Um, and, you know, there was something that um, um, if I said his name, you you would probably know exactly who I'm talking about. But um, he made a statement to me. Um, I want to say a number of years ago, maybe 15 years ago. He says the the longer you t attend church and the older that you become attending church the easier it is to become comfortable in your Christianity. Um, and that's true. Um, it, you become more comfortable in not sharing what you have. It, it becomes more comfortable wow. um, reaching out. You get comfortable uh, attending church. You get comfortable paying your tithe. And you get comfortable living that Christian life. And it's easy to encompass the God that you serve um, it, it's easy to encompass him within your sphere. And, you know, what I would say to that, to, to probably go along with what you were asking me in that question is, you know, the, the Bible's real clear what, what it says to evangelism and winning the lost and just sharing the love, the love of God, if I could just say it that way. The Bible's real clear. It says some are required to plant the seed, some are required to water the seed, and well, what's not required, it says some plant the seed, some water the seed, and some harvest the seed. And so I think part of the mindset of maybe what we've known over the years is, you know, you don't need to throw hook, line, and sinker to get it all done in one conversation. Hmm. It, wow. it just doesn't have to be done that way. And that's where I just, I reflected back over those that scripture and, you know, over the last little over a year, and I realized, well, wait, it isn't my job because I don't want to put somebody in a headlock position, you know, like this. And here, say the prayer, come to come to know, for, ask him for forgiveness. And, and you know, because I did, I, I did some evangelism in, in some of the early days of, you know, being in ministry. I would go to the street and I would get them to say the prayer. But well, but what happens after we say the prayer? I don't mean that in any condemnation to any ministry that I worked with or uh, any ministry that's doing that now. I, I mean, I'm thankful that they're doing that. But but for for what I understand, what the gospel is, it's to 
show them the absolute love of God. You have to demonstrate what the love of God is. And I, and I always go back to that scripture, and I've shared it here before. It's, it's Colossians 3, or 115. It says, Jesus Christ was the visible image of an invisible God. Well, obviously, Jesus does not walk the earth anymore. It, it doesn't. But what, you know, what does he have? He has us. He has us Christians. And so we are the only thing that people have on this earth that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. We are what they have. So if we are the representation of what people have, that they need to know what the Lord Jesus sounds like. They need to know what he acts like. Hmm. They need to know what he talks like. Wow. So when, when, I, when I say those things, you know, it's really easy. You don't have to have some great evangelism strategy. Um, it could be nothing more than you feel um, a, a deep conviction on the inside of you when you were sitting at a dinner table and maybe there was a couple or some young people or whoever sitting next to you. And maybe you felt this inside of your spirit. Maybe that inward witness is, as Brother Hagen used to say, that inward witness. And, uh, you know, say, so, hey, you walk, you walk out, you walk over to the table, you're done. And it, it can, hey, I just wanted to let you know that Jesus Christ loves you. And you, you maybe hand them $10 or $20. I mean, or you hand them nothing. But the f- fact that you had enough courage to stand for what truth is, and you can put application to what the word says, some water, some plant, and some harvest. So therefore, you remove that weight, that burden that you got to do it all. You get to become. Scripture. Well, that's 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 a good thing that you said. That uh, uh, one plants, one waters, and one uh, harvest. Because uh, I want to be one of the things that I'm praying. And uh, and we already got a month gone of this year can you believe we've just just a day or two and we'll be into a new year but I'm really praying and believing this year Tim that um, we will see more of God's power manifested through individuals we'll see people become bolder for God in this particular 2019 so that as we are uh, doing the work of God that they will not, we'll get out of that comfort zone that you talked about. That as people get older, they get more, com- they get more comfortable in their, uh, their, their church attendance and doing what they do. But I'm praying, Tim. I'm praying, and I pray that you, your, your testimony will stir someone that will touch somebody. Uh, that you will be so bold and and I will be so bold others will be so bold and we won't only find our strength in the pulpit but we'll find our strength in the in the cafes the restaurants the the uh, shopping centers or Sam's or Costco or wherever we go and you know you you were saying uh, something differently you the same way but I'll use a different term here the only Jesus that some people will see is going to be the Jesus in us. And so, in other Absolutely. words, um, how you talk, how you act, um, how you deal with situations, and if it's a Christ-like thing, and you know you're around people, and whether you have witnessed to them or not, they begin to see your life. They begin to see how you handle dis, dis, um, discomfort situations 
or, or um, things that's not agreeable, uh, how you handle it is important. And so uh, I just, I'm praying that, that 2019, you know, a lot of people can prophesy a lot of things and say a lot of things, but Tim, um, um, I, I want you, and just before we're over, I, I want you to pray with everyone that is watching and that will watch us later, that there will be a stirring in the people that's watching that they want to share the good news of Jesus Christ. They want to go over and lay hands on somebody and not be afraid of rejection. Do you think that's why a lot of people don't go and do something or say something to someone? They're afraid of being rejected? Oh, of course. I mean, uh, a perfect example is Moses. I mean, he was, he was afraid. He had fear because he, he sounded funny. He said, you know, as, as we read in Scripture, he said he sounded funny. He didn't, he talked with a weird, um, not, not necessarily accent, but he, he couldn't speak with clarity. And so, you know, he was afraid. He, he didn't feel like that he could go before the leaders of Israel. He didn't feel like that he could go before a king. I mean, I go through that all the time, and I'm, I'm pretty doggone comfortable. Uh, but, but I guess I go back to, you know, the, the old covenant and the new covenant. The old covenant, you know, God was with them. You know, he was on their side, but you know what? Jesus is inside of here, man. I mean, he doesn't, you know, when I, like when I get up in the morning, I pray, I read the words. Um, but you know what? When I leave the house, Jesus is still in here. He's not mm. in that chair over there where I sit. He's still in here. Amen. I bring him with me. Amen. He Amen. And I think that's part of the problem is we... You know, as Christians, we get so comfortable in our Christian lives, and there's so many people out there in that world that need what's on the inside of every one of us, is he goes with me. He doesn't stay home. So wherever I go, Jesus goes. Oh, wow. Well, you know, uh, that's one of the things that I believe that we need to have an explosion of today is that people will realize that no matter where you go, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, does not leave you. Jesus is there no matter where you go. And we can, and if, and if we're in a situation and the Holy Spirit is dealing with us to, to minister to someone, uh, that we will just pray, God, give me, God, give me, give me what I need to, um, give me what I need to speak to this person. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke whatever is trying to hinder me from ministering to this person. Because, Tim, uh, some people think the greatest revival is going to come through pulpits. Uh, but I, I think that the greatest revival is going to come through people getting bold enough, getting G. Oh, I got to calm down here now. Or I'm going to start preaching. But people getting bold enough that no matter where they are, you know, the, the people don't mind. Uh, I, I was talking about it in one of the services here the other day. I don't remember which one it was. But, but people don't mind using bad words in public no matter where. Or And, you know, I, I'm going to bring this up, you know, because it's so used. But the F word seems to be the word that people use. And right. if, in, in, in restaurants and, and on work or wherever you go, people just blurt that word out like it's a, you know, like it's a common word. Well, it's not a common word to me, and I'm not going to say those nasty words and those. Uh, I, I don't need the worldly words and ungodly words in my mouth. I want good words in my mouth. I, I want to be 
a person and I want to encourage others. Uh, I've, I've got several th- thoughts here and then I'm going to give it back to you. But, you know, you said we shouldn't just witness to somebody and get them saved and go on. But Jesus said to go make disciples. And so that's one of the things that I, I, I really want to see is people getting rid of their offenses, getting rid of their their. Uh, inferiority complex, people getting rid of the spirit of rejection and a boldness coming up on them that no matter where they are, no matter where they are, when the Spirit of the Lord would come on them and they would see somebody, they'd go over there and uh, speak to them. And not, you know, we don't have to be a, a wild Pentecostal uh, when we're out there doing that. I know you're not. You're just a normal, you just do normal stuff. And then you and your family, you know, you go and feed the poor and uh, you feed the homeless. You're just doing all kinds of things. And and I, I'm just grateful for what you're doing. And I just pray that the people that's a part of this webcast tonight, that they're hearing something and they'll begin to ask themselves, what can I do, Lord? Who can I minister to? Who can I help? And if it's nothing else but starting with your family or starting with your closest friends, just doing that. Uh, let me take a break just a moment here, Tim. Um, uh, I see Moses from over in Uganda watching. Uh, I haven't seen you, Moses, in a long time, but I know it's about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning over there, so I understand. Uh, you don't watch us as much because you, you it's your sleep time. But anyway, it's good to see you. It's good to see everyone that's a part here. So, Tim, uh, let, me, let me ask you a question. Um, why does our past... Uh, play a role in preventing us to be witnesses or overcomers? Well, uh, you know, I guess that part of the easy answer to that is, you know, your past was dealt with on the cross. And that's what I think sometimes Christians don't realize is that their past was dealt with on the cross. And I think we run into people who have been Christians before um, or used to be, you know, they used to serve the Lord and they, you know, they use that as an excuse. And, you know, maybe that they've got a scarred past and maybe they say they've prayed and prayed and they've never seen God move or answer their prayer. Um, or, or then, you know, maybe they never saw him come through. And so we, I, I, you know, for, for whatever reason, for whatever reason of, of their past, they, they can't seem to accept that, that, that it was dealt with, you know, on the cross, and you know, the the past is the past, and and I and I guess I go to, you know, Romans eight. It says, "For there is therefore now no condemnation," and you know, I, I don't know that I could tell the real, the real full story, but you know, if we belong to Jesus and He set us free then that means the past is the past, and that, we, that means we get to focus on the future. We no longer are a slave to the past. So when we, you know, when we get saved, we start getting our mind renewed. We start letting the, the spirit of man, or, or, or of what you know, the Bible tells us is the candle of man, which is our spirit. You know, Satan, what he does is he tries to bring, he, what he does is he brings up our past. And, and I, I guess I would say to that is, um, that our, our past is not on that list anymore. The the blood of Jesus it dealt with our past, and you know, and it and I think the trials, you know, they they come and they're they're hard to get through. It's 
it's difficult, and I get it. Um, as you know, James one it tells us that that count you know trials will come, but that's where we have an opportunity to count count it all joy. And and I think in our our deepest, dark, most difficult moments, it's when we need to vocalize the truth of what we know, and we need to verbalize. And, and speak something, speak truth, what will cause joy. And, you know, what, what happens, I think, people, a lot of times they skip over the past. You know, they, they skip, they try to skip over the past and avoid it. You know, it's, or, or they want to skip, they want to skip ahead and not deal with it. It's like, hey, it's done. You know, Christ dealt with it. And so there is no voice for me. It's like the past is the past. There's no voice that can connect me to the past. My, the voice that I listen to is the Lord Jesus Christ who, who connects me to my present. And, um, and I think sometimes what they have a difficult thing doing is receiving the love of Jesus. Really, it, I, I think it comes down to being able to receive the love of Jesus and, not, and realizing that their past was dealt with. Amen. Well, Tim, I, I thought you was going to read the scripture in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Uh, this, this, uh, I've been waiting for you to read this scripture. You told me you was, so I can't get you there, so I'm going to read it. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Now, one of the things that I think people have, as I said, they're intimidated, they're fearful, they're afraid. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Now, Tim, I got someone here asking me a question. And um, I want to answer the question, and it's about you and Tim. I mean, you and David. Um, because you and David, you know, even though you grew up in our home where I prayed, where I did my best to live right in front of you and um, do the right thing in front of you. And you and, um, and I want to bring this up because someone's asking me. Um, um, they said, how did I deal with this? Did I bombard the heavens all the time for you and, and uh, for David? Uh, because they said they get frustrated sometimes by the way their children is acting. Well, I got frustrated by the way you acted, and I got frustrated by the way that David acted, but I had to learn to love you two unconditionally. Now, I know this is outside the subject of what we're talking about, and I don't want to make you feel bad talking about your past, <laughs> because you, don't, you said your past is over, your past is gone, and I'm telling you, you're a man that's uh, got character Character plus, uh, and, and times again, your character is strong. But what we did, I'm answering a question was for someone on the air. Uh, and then uh, Buddy Williams is saying, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Well, what I did, what my wife did, when Tim and David was out in the world, we knew God's hand was upon them. We knew that. We knew God's hand was upon you, Tim. And, and there was times, you know, you and I didn't just, we didn't agree. And there was times you could push my buttons. Uh, you knew my buttons and you knew how to push my buttons. But uh, 
We were we were sitting one time in the Via Real over in Las Colinas, and you was uh, visiting us. And that's when the Lord really started dealing with me to not let you push my buttons, but may love you unconditionally regardless of what you did. And now, uh, I hope I've answered the question of this person. Uh, I learned to not get frustrated because I can't, I can't, I couldn't make you serve the Lord. I couldn't make David serve the Lord. All I could do is serve the Lord in front of you and pray for you and believe God. And when you guys did what you did, uh, it didn't make me happy. It made me sad. But you know what? I knew one day, I knew one day you was going to have an encounter. I knew one day, Tim, that David was going to have an encounter. And this person that's asking me this question, you know, evidently they've got some situations going on with their children. But I, 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 have you got anything to say to that? Well, you know, um, we have five children together, um, Jackie and I, just a couple. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I don't know that I'm a perfect parent, um, and I don't know that Jackie's a perfect parent either. Um, well, I think I'd, for, say, I'd say you're not. <laughs> um, um, I, th I think for us, the, the biggest thing that we want to do is live um, and, and display a godly life in front of them. Um, and try not to, we try not to sweat the small things, you know, because there's some things that are temporal. There's, um, you know, I guess my heart's desire is that all of our children would, would be at church week in and week out and be in love with Jesus just as much as I am. That, I mean, we desire to see them open their Bibles and read and be so passionate for Jesus that they're just drawn to worship. Um, but those are the things I can't make them do, and so therefore we, what we try not to do is sweat the small stuff and just put little things like that um, or put the small things in God's hands and make the right deposits in, into their life and not get angry, not get upset, but set boundaries um, for you know, what we don't allow, what we don't permit based upon you know, the word. You know, sin, you're not going to, I'm not going to allow you to sin in my house or um, I'm not going to allow you to do what's not permissible based on what we believe. I'm just, I'm just not going to allow it. Um, so I, I think that has given us just an inner peace for us to parenting our kids that you, know, you, you can't make them do. You pray for them. And, you know, it's, it's where you just have to trust God that he, you've done the best of your ability to teach and train um, your children that, you know, they will serve God, that they will, you, and the Bible says to train them up is the, in the way that they will go. You know, you teach them to love and honor you and you teach them to the same way that we, um, we, you know, we didn't always do right. And we try to include what we've done wrong uh, and to, um, you know, get to where we want to be, which is to see them serving the Lord, uh, serving the Lord um, where, you know, in a capacity what will fill their hearts with the love of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, Tim, I'm, as, I, as I sit here and hear you, you being a parent, and I hear you talking about your children and reflecting back on our relationship, you know, um, you know, in the times that, you know, you were in the world and David was in the world a few times, you know, I wanted to cut y'all's head off and tell God y'all died by accident. 
Um, but, you know, I just had to learn. And just, just like now, now I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you say you can't control their life. You want them to do the right thing. Just like I wanted you and David to come home to the Lord. You was out there 12 years. And uh, your mother and I wanted you to come to the Lord. And it seems like the, the more I prayed sometimes, the worse you both got. But, you know, I sit here right now, and I'm, you know, you're, you're a thousand, twelve hundred miles away from me, but we're face to face through technology. And I hear you saying the same things that I did when I was your age, that you're trying your best not to get frustrated uh, when you don't see them. And you got good kids. I mean, you, you and Jackie have good kids. That's, that's one thing I can say. You've really got good kids, and I'm really pleased that, that you all got good kids. Jackie, before you and Jackie were married, Jackie was a great example to her children, and you've been a great example to your children. But And I hope that I was a great example to you. Uh, but I sit here and I hear you talk about going out into the world and preaching the gospel. And when I say going out into the world, I'm not talking about from the pulpit. You do that. But your greatest ministry right now that God is using you, and you don't feel intimidated about that to go out there and minister to people, and you're even encouraging your children to go with you. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Caitlin goes with us quite often just because, you know, she's the youngest. And um, it's, um, you know, it's, um, it's kind of neat to see. And there was a testimony that actually Jackie gave. Um, I don't know where she gave it, but, I mean, um, I'm trying to remember. You know, Caitlin um, would go with me just me, she and I would go down um, downtown here, just a you know, ten minutes away. When we would um, we would just go feed the homeless by ourselves, just she and I together. Um, you know, just pop stuff out of the trunk or the back of my truck or whatever. Just do it quickly. Um, you know, within about a you know forty five minute span, uh, she went with me at least three or four times that I could remember in the fall. We went. And then um, Jackie, over the last few months, has been going down to the mission, you know, the local mission here, and been doing a Bible study on Wednesdays, and um, she's brought Caitlin with her. And so they'll, they'll be a part of the, the Bible study, they'll do a craft, and, um, you know, I, I think there's around 30 women at this um, uh, Bible study, or maybe more, I'm not exactly sure how many there, but... But I remember Jackie told me a testimony that one of the ladies came up to Caitlin and said, Hey, Caitlin, I remember you, you and your dad. Oh, tell your daddy I said hi. And just a sweet lady remembered Caitlin being down there. And uh, <laughs> that was more of a compliment to me <laughs> um, than anything that, um, you know, people that need Jesus. Um, I don't know that I have all the skill sets to meet to, to, to meet their needs, um, but I'm being faithful and doing what the Word says. And um, and now people recognize us when we go down on a on a on a weekly basis sometimes. Um, and that to me was a really a 
a sweet moment that I got to encounter this lady remembering us, uh, me and my daughter, and then we made we uh, made Chris and Luke go with us uh, at Christmas time, and you know they were a little, you know, little, it was a little sketchy for them at first, but you know once they got there, they realized, oh man, there's nothing wrong with these people. They don't want to hurt you. Um, there's nothing wrong with them. They just they're they, they're they need help, and we're here to bring them help, and um, they enjoyed being there with us. And um, I, I, th- I think, you know, what this came to me last night, and there, there's people probably watching the show tonight that may be in a state of despair because, you know, things have, um, you know, continually gone wrong. And Well, Tim, one of the things that several people are saying to me is they're, they're frustrated and wanting to know how to deal with their children. I know this is away from the subject um, but um, it says, um, God is so good, he brings us back to him. Love, how you, love is how you both share the love of God. I, I'm not reading that correctly or something. Then another one is saying, my buttons are already definitely getting pushed. I want to quit sometimes. I know I shouldn't feel that way. So thanks for reminding me about loving unconditionally. And uh, I think that's what you do when you go to the... Um, people at the homeless and you minister there. I think that you, you're, yep. you're loving unconditionally. And, and I, I do want to say that our witness, your witness, and anybody else's, it is not just to the down-and-outers, but there's no. as many up-and-outers as there is down-and-outers. And I don't believe that God has called you and Jackie and myself or anybody that's a part of this uh, webcast tonight, I don't believe God has called us just to minister to the down and outers, but I believe God wants us to minister to those that's up and outers, not, not say, well, they, they're just rich and they won't hear. You know, rich people hurt just as much as poor people hurt, only in a different way. Oh, I mean, I minister to well-off people all the time. It's just, it's whoever put, God puts, whoever I bring Jesus to. It's not that I'm looking for the down and outers or, or whatever. I'm just looking to see, you know, who I can touch on a daily basis. And, and to kind of go back to what some of those comments are on, on the, the feed there is, you know, you know, it's, it, it can be bad event after bad event or, you know, difficult situations with their, their children. And, you know, it's it, from event to event, bad situation to bad situation. Um, I, I think, you know, how I just came to me last night is, is it deconstructs our hope event by event. And, you know, and I, I think I just want to encourage everybody that's going through this because, I mean, our home's not perfect, but, you know, we got good kids. They're not perfect. Um, but, you know, if we hold on to the promise of God and realize the gospel is brought to us, and if, if we can just hold on to that promise um, the same way that you did, um, and put the right things into our kids, um, I think we'll, we'll see in the end that we, and if we won't lose hope, um, you know, you've preached that for years, our hope is to be in Jesus. You know, and I, I think back, I think back just because this is recent, um, you know, Joseph was sold into potter, uh, into slavery to, um, to go to Egypt. And, you know, I think that was driven by Judah, who, you know, Jesus came out of the lineage of Judah, 
I mean, that's pretty amazing how he sold his, he was one of the, the, one of the brothers that helped sell his brother into slavery. And for years and years, Jacob, you know, was heartbroken because he thought his son was gone. And, but, you know, it was years, yeah, it was a long time, but you know what? Um, Jacob got to see his son. He got to see Joseph again, and he got to see him for several more years. Uh, this old, you know, the Bible describes it, you know, he was old in age, but he got to enjoy the fruits of what his son accomplished and what he did and, and all those prophecies and things that, you know, was, are the dreams that Joseph had as a, as a young teenage kid that maybe he didn't know how to communicate properly. He did it with a little bit of arrogance, but you know what, Tamp tempered with a little bit of challenge in his life. The reality of God's promise came through in Joseph's life, and his daddy got to see it with his own eyes for 15 to 20 years before he died. That is so powerful right now. That is so powerful. Uh, I want to come back to that because someone is saying this is helpful because I also have an adult child. And then someone else says, my son is backslidden. He and his family has always ministered in music and with teens. Please be in prayer and agreement for him and his family to come back. Uh, and then uh, uh, Tom Fennelson uh, has been talking here uh, too. And you know who Tom and uh, uh, Tiki oh, oh. is. <laughs> my, he, my friend. Yeah. Tom is, uh, Tom is watching know. right now. They were here in Dallas the other day. And then Tom's wife, Tiki, Obviously, she went through a horrible thing. She's going to be on the Believer's Voice of Victory here real soon, given her testimony of how uh, she forgave the woman that was driving drunk that killed her son that I remember holding in my arms and dedicating this son to God. And now he's in heaven because this woman uh, was drinking and driving and, and uh, ran into her son and killed him. And uh, she's going to be on the Believer's Voice of Victory magazine. She I, I, in the March magazine, and then. Uh, uh, but anyway, these people are are godly people. Tom and and Vicky, they're godly people. But but uh, Tiki had to learn forgiveness, and that's what we have to do with our kids. Sometimes we have to uh, we have to learn how to forgive our kids. Sometimes, just like with you and David, you know. Uh, I, I got to watch you. You use that example of Joseph, and, and and I know it's a little bit different scenario. Joseph wasn't away from God, but he was away from his father, and what his brothers did to him was terrible and evil and wrong. But Joseph later came back and he said, "What you meant for for harm, God was setting me up." so that your life could be spared. And so sometimes we don't understand all of the stuff that goes on. But one thing is, 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 is I, I think, Tim, I know we've got away from our subject here tonight by talking about this, but I'm just following the, the lead of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, here's my niece. She's saying, being a parent is the hardest job you'll ever have. Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, it, it, wasn't, it was not easy. It was not easy. Now, everybody doesn't have to go through this. Some people, they have their children are just almost like angels all, way, all through their life. They're just obedient and do. Then there are those others that just, man, they just get caught up in the world. They get caught up with wrong people. They get 
caught up in making bad decisions. And you and I, as parents, we have to suffer for the bad decisions that our children make. But that's where the Holy Ghost comes in. And uh, to you that's watching and seeing my son here with me, that's where the Holy Ghost came in. This, you, you don't know how I am tonight sitting here looking in my, the eyes of my son, knowing that how he was in the world one time and had been raised upright, had been trained upright, and now he's got children, and now he's out doing the work of God. I'm telling you, God will do the impossible and he'll bring them in. If he doesn't, if you'll quit letting them push your buttons. And, and that's one thing I, I, I tell Tim. Don't let Chris push your buttons. Don't let Caitlin or Luke or Reese or anybody, don't let them push your buttons. Because if you, if you get those buttons with guards on them, then when they try to push those buttons, you can act like Jesus and do what Jesus would do. Well, I just want to hold on to, you know, no matter what the, the situation or circumstance is with, you know, our, our kids or whoever's watching, you know, circumstances, you know, their life is never beyond God's help. I mean, it, it's just not. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody, you know, I, I don't know the outcomes. I don't know everybody's circumstances. But, you know, that's one thing that, that we hold on to as parents is, you know, it's not beyond God's control. It's not beyond him being able to intervene. I may not parent perfect. You know, I think sometimes, um, you know, I feel like sometimes Jackie's a better parent than me. She's a little bit stronger in certain areas of parenting. Then I go back to, you know, you know, God's equipped me. He has equipped me, and I, I feel sometimes I, I may feel inadequate um, as a parent in certain situations. But you know, and that's actually, believe it or not, I was I was in my bedroom. Uh, I was just in there praying before we got on the air. I was praying about all five of our kids of how to parent them better, and that's uh, literally that's what the Holy Spirit prompted me to pray was to pray for all five of our kids so that we can parent them better. I know two don't live in the home anymore, but still I have an influence with them. Um, and that's just, I just know that that's what, um, you know, the Holy Spirit had me praying. And that's a word for somebody that, you know, there's, a, there's an anointing that can come on you to parent, no matter what the age is, if they're five years old, 15 years old, or they're adult, you know, uh, of, of 28 years old, which is, you know, what, um, my little niece is, she's or 20, 29. She's not making good decisions right now. She hasn't made good decisions in a long time. But you know what? I pray for her often, and I know God can intervene in her life. And there's some other niece and nephews on Jackie's side that I pray for often and that I, um, I do my best to, to try and make an impact in their life whenever I see them. And, you know, God can intervene in a hopeless situation um, just the way that he intervened in mine. And, um, you know, I have a testimony. Everyone, uh, I just want to encourage you that is watching, just I, you have a testimony, and that test may be in front of you. And at the end, you're going to come through with flying colors because God will answer your prayer. Just, just don't, uh, don't get into despair and say the wrong things and vocalize, you know, something. And I, I, t I typed it in my phone the other night, um, and I, I think it's... Um, a good thing that I should say, it was, uh, you know, improper 
um, conversation is what leads to many giants and or problems in our life. Do what now? Say that again. Um, improper conversation is what leads to many giants and or problems in our life. Um, so in other words, don't, you know, don't discuss these big problems um, uh, unless the, you know, with people, unless the people are, that you're discussing these problems with want to be a part of the solution. And so I, I just think sometimes we, we venture into improper conversation. We, we just mouth, we vent, and we don't need to be doing that when, when we're at our difficult moments, our, 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 our low moments. Maybe it's an emotional moment that we're going through with uh, an impossible situation with our child. It's not the time to um, have that point of despair and say the wrong thing and, and just, you know, vocalize the um, negativity. It's the time to to glean into the you know, glean on and hold on to the word of God that you know He is the same. He is the same as that He was yesterday. He's the same today, and He's the same God that He was forever. And He will save my kids. He will watch over them. He will protect them. Um, we serve a big God that's not beyond His His abilities. God can do anything as long as we put our faith to it. You know, Mark 11. He says. It, say to the mountain, that mountain in front of you is what we're facing. Speak to that mountain and believe it. Don't disbelieve it, but believe it. Amen. Well, I know that we got sidetracked from our point, but again, this is good news when our children get turned around and they serve the Lord. And, you know, as you said, you're talking about your niece, it's, who is my granddaughter. Uh, you know, I just planted a seed. Um, for for her to come back to the Lord Jesus Christ, because um, um, you know I, I have seen times that I lost my patience with her, and I repented to her for losing my patience with her, and uh, and I'm sure there was times, Tim, I lost my patience with you, and and I let you push my buttons before you uh, uh, gave your heart to the Lord. But one of the things that I do remember doing with David and Tim was I quit trying to. Uh, preach to them all the time and tell them what they should do. And when I did that and just loved them unconditionally, I didn't agree with their lifestyle. But I quit trying to get them to do the right thing all the time because I knew that I had lived my best in front of them to do the right thing. And again, here I sit, um, here I sit uh, looking at you, knowing that you're a man of God, um, uh, and now you're having to deal with your children. They're good children, but you're still having to, to, to show the right way. And Jackie's having to do the right thing. And you have to spend a lot of time in prayer and, and pray in front of them. Uh, I think that's, that's something that's very important that you pray in front of them. And, and, and not only do you teach them to pray, but when you, do, when you pray in front of them, that's one of the ways of teaching them. So, Tim, we've got a lot of things we've, we've sort of gone through. We didn't necessarily stay on one subject, but I think we've blessed some people, or the Holy Ghost has helped us to bless some people tonight. And I'm going to ask you to pray for parents. Um, I'm going to ask you to pray for people to be bold, to, uh, first of all, at home to do the right thing. Um, um, first, at, uh, to do the right thing at home as a parent. 
And then secondly, pray that we will be bold when we're in the world and that we'll be a part of this. And then someone else is in the north and where all this snow and problem is going on. They want us to pray over the weather. And then after we do that, then I'm going to pray over the prayer requests that people have sent in to us. So uh, three things I'm asking you to pray is for parents, for people to be bold and to be witness. And these that are, that are talking to me here, uh, that God will give them patience uh, for their, to pray for their children till their children comes back. And just as much as you're serving the Lord and have been now for many years now, you've come back to Jesus and David's in the control room. Or he was. If he's not, he was in the control room and set up all this so I can, you and I can be doing this. He doesn't preach, but, but he does in a way because he prepares everything so I can preach to people all over the world. And now so for you as well tonight. So I want you to pray again. I'm going to repeat myself. I want you to pray for parents. I really feel that we should do that tonight. That we should pray for parents that they will live right. Know how to train their children and do the right thing when the children don't do the right thing. Pray for boldness for people to go out and witness. And then let's pray for uh, the people that's uh, going through this bad weather situation. Okay. Um, well, let me just mention uh, John 10.10 10 real quick. Um, the Bible says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but obviously the latter part of that is kind of what we focus on. My purpose is, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's, you know, it's in a, a newer living translation. But if we think about the, the first part of that scripture, it says the thief's purpose is to steal. And I think that is the big part where um, as parents... You know, if, if, if Satan can steal your joy, and if he can steal your hope, then it's easy to wipe you out. Mm. And, you know, as parents, and, I, and the reason I bring that up is because of the parents, because when you see your kids going down a wrong road, or maybe you haven't made the right choices, you haven't made the right decisions. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't always made the right choices. I haven't made always made the right decisions. You know, it's easy these days to give your kid a device and let the device do the parenting for you. Oh, wow. Uh, and I don't mean that as a condemnation because I did it. Um, you know, when Chris was a, a, a young, young, young boy, and we don't do that now just because I want to be the voice in their life. And I know I'm still guilty of it at times, um, um, but, but I'm a lot better, and, and I've got a helpmate that helps me. But if you can stay uh, encouraged in the Lord, don't let him steal your joy. Don't let him steal your hope, because our hope is in Jesus. And um, I, I just felt like I wanted to. Well, to no, get that's that. that is a big that is a big thing that you said because I remember Chris uh, early on in his years. You know, he was on the games all the time, and you allowed that. And I think um, that that's one of the things that that parents do instead of being the parent, they give them. Uh, some type of device and there's all kinds I'm just holding this particular one up and they instead of dealing with the child and communicating with the child and talking to the child 
they give them something that the whole world is consumed by right now. I mean, it's not just children and it's not just youth and, and young people, but aged people uh, are consumed by technology today. You know, uh, you go to an airport and you hardly see anybody talking to anybody. They're looking at their phone or you go to the restaurants or any place else. But anyway, I ask you to pray and we're running out of time. And uh, anyway, right. uh, you, you go ahead and pray, Tim. Dear God, we just want to thank you so much for just how good you are and just how big of a God that you are. And Lord, I know that your word says that nothing is impossible with you and to those who believe. And Father, I just, um, I just want to connect in the spirit realm right now with every parent that is, that is watching. Father, it's not always easy, and I don't uh, pretend to put on an image up here that I have it all figured out because I don't. I still make mistakes. And Lord, I'm nothing more than a sinner. That's all I am. But you know what? I choose not to live in that that life anymore. I, I, I choose to put my focus on Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just pray that as I reach out into the spirit realm right now, Father, as I pray for every parent under the sound of my voice, Father, that you will equip them to do what their responsibility is, and that is to train their child and the way that they should go so that they would come back to them and love them and honor them. And, and that's a word, I think, um, that just came to my spirit as, you know, those of you that still have kids in your home, train them um, or, or, or just talk to them about respect. Um, teach them about respect. Teach them about honor and how to respect you. And I think you'll get some of that back to you. That's just a word I felt in my spirit. I needed to say that. And, and, and I just pray, Lord God, for every parent that's got um, children out of the home that's grown, Father. I pray that they have the wisdom of God of how to extend the the, the right hand to them to encourage them in their adult life, to keep parenting them, because I don't think you ever really stop parenting your kids, no matter how old they get. But Lord, I just pray that they have the wisdom of God of what to say, what to speak, and how to communicate them, to them so that they can live a godly lifestyle and be able to train their ch kids when they have children. And Lord, I just pray you're anointing on every parent. They have the equipment that's required. They have the equipment that's necessary. And Lord, I just pray the second part of our prayer is for boldness. Um, every person that is under my voice, Lord, I pray that if they have Jesus on the inside of their heart, Lord, I pray that they, they bring Jesus with them where Ever they go, that they are courageous enough to speak up at the grocery store, the post office, the coffee shop, the restaurant, um, their their workplace. As long as it's within reason, reason you don't lose your job. But you, maybe it's a coworker that you can uh, you, you ride to work with, or you go on errands with at your job that you can just you can just ask to pray for them and have the courage to speak up and just uh, pray God's blessing to be upon on them, or or maybe encourage them with a a twenty gift to be a blessing to their life. Lord, I just pray for, for them to have that courage to be able to speak up and, and share the gospel in a way that, um, that they can communicate it without any reservation in their heart in the name of Jesus. And Lord, all of those people that are affected up north by these cold storms, um, Lord, I just pray for safety, Father, for every person um, that is experiencing some difficulty in this weather right now. And Lord, these weather patterns, Lord, that is causing uh, difficulty and challenges for people to get around and loss of life. I just bind Satan and his works on this earth in the name of Jesus. And 
And I just pray in Jesus' name for divine safety and protection over every loved one that is experiencing difficulty right now due to this storm. I plead the blood of Jesus over them, and I just pray right now for Jesus' healing power to really go through them and touch them right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. We give you praise and we give you honor for it in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, Josie, just uh, give me a little note here, Tim. And Josie, as I mentioned, she was our first employee that we had. You hired Josie. She was our first employee that we had. And she now is working with autistic kids. And she said, uh, amen, and pray for parents with kids with special needs. And so uh, we just believe right now, Lord, that you're giving Josie and... All the parents with children with special needs, uh, autism or whatever it may be that these children may have. I know it, it tries the patience. It's difficult. It's hard. But Lord, along Tim and myself, we just agree with these children with special needs that the parents will have divine wisdom and the anointing of God yes. will be upon them and you will touch them. And Amen. Jesus' mighty name. And Tim, I know well, you, you, you recently was just there uh, with yeah, well, Our ministry supports her work every month. Um, and we, we started that about two to two, three months ago. And she sends me these pictures of, of what she's doing. And I tell you, you know, she's a little fireball. She's, she may be small in stature, but I tell you, she's a little fireball. She's in public schools now, um, bringing the message of hope of Jesus Christ, and also the, the, the natural perspectives about um, awareness of autism and of how to help your children that have autist, autism. Um, and she's really doing a great job. And, you know, that's just one thing that I, I do pray that God anoints her um, and, and all the other parents around the world because autism is it's hard. Um, I, I don't know what it's like personally. But Josie does. Her son has a has autism, and he's improved drastically. And I just I just pray for all of the parents that um, you know they'll glean on the wisdom of God to just pray for healing for their kids, and you know give them the right diet. You know that's, that's something Josie really ministered to me about is get the right the diet and prayer. Um, and so um, I, I just encourage everybody to uh, stay up here. Stay up here. Uh, do you get over in the camera? Um, uh, uh, there you go. No, there you go. Um, hold on just a minute. This lady here is so faithful. You know her, Tim. Um, uh, this is. Oh, yeah. Um, she is so faithful. Um, very rarely misses. Does all kinds of things here in our church. Been with us for a number of years and. Uh, has had her own challenges with her uh, child that has special needs as well. And um, I didn't even think about that um, when she was standing there with this box of prayer requests. And um, uh, I, I don't have her a microphone or I would have had her to do the praying. But Tim, this box is filled with prayer requests from people all over the world writing in special needs and since you've already prayed and we're way over time tonight but one more time would you pray over the needs of this box while uh, Graciela uh, and myself we were here agreeing with you as you pray there in Knoxville Tennessee 
Father God, I just come to you in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, you see the prayer request. You know, it's there's many, Father, there's many needs around the world. People are hurting and they're in difficult situations. Lord, whether it's financial or um, maybe it's economic um, or, or, or Lord, maybe it's an emotional situation. Um, the Lord, and I just pray that they don't lose hope and that they don't get into the element of despair. But, Lord, I just encourage them in the Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you undergird them with faith, Father God. And, Lord, if it's a physical ailment in their body, and I just I just come against disease and sickness, and I bind it, and I take authority over it, and I speak the life of God to move into those bodies, and I command the healing power of Jesus. Oh, man, I feel the anointing of God. I, I command the healing power of Jesus to flow from the, the very crown of the person's head that is needing a touch from God, whether it's physical, financial, emotional, no matter what it is, I command the healing power of Jesus. Lord, all the way up into the, 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 the top of their head, their brain, the operations of their brain, Father God, and that touches every autism aspect in the name of Jesus. Lord, all the way down to their neck, their torso, their mm. shoulders, their spine. Uh, all, all of their organs in the name of Jesus, from their shoulders down to their waist, Father God, and down to their hips, Father God, all the way down to their legs, their knees, their joints, their hands, their arms, their feet. I speak your healing power, Father God, to touch every person in the name of Jesus Christ. Under the sound of my voice, I speak healing in the name of Jesus, Father. We rest assured that it is done, Father. Your word says if there's any sick among you, bring the elders. Lord, we're the elders right here. We're agreeing. We're standing. Yes. And the same way that Hezekiah held his request open before you, Father God, we hold these requests before you and asking on your on their behalf, Father God, when we move on when we move down here on earth, Father God, we know that we move heaven so that heaven comes down here to earth in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, the same way that Jesus calmed the storms, Father God, you can come down here and intervene for these people on the behalf, Lord God, uh, for us, we who intercede and pray for them in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Graciela, thank you so much. Uh, come on in here. I want y'all to, to give her a big hand. Would y'all give her a big hand? She, we, just, we just love Graciela so much and she's such a blessing and thank you for all you do and we're going to pray extra special for your, your daughter that has special needs. Amen. Tim, thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I, I know we're, as I said, we're over time. And uh, David's got to go get his daughter in the bed. Um, uh, what do you expect? Two clowers on the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they tell me you're a chip off of the block is what they tell me. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I guess that's good news. Um, anyway, um, you're a blessing, Tim. I love you and Jackie. Yeah, I don't know if Jackie's close by it that won't stick her head in and say hello or not, but... Uh, Caitlin probably does. As, well, bring Caitlin in real quick. Bring Caitlin in real quick. This no, is, no, she's not close. I thought she was. She's not going to come? Uh, no. I wanted everybody to see our beautiful granddaughter, but um, uh, anyway, if she's, if she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight and uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon.
Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight. And uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight. And uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight. And uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight. And uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. 
I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. Uh, anyway, if she's, if she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight, and uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight, and uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight, and uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. If she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight, and uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you. Everybody to see our beautiful granddaughter, but um, uh, 
Anyway, if she's, if she's not prepared, I understand. Anyway, Tim, thank you for being here. You did a great job, and we'll do this again soon. Y'all have a great day tomorrow and a good night tonight, and uh, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Anyway, as we leave the air tonight, I want to say God bless every one of you. And if any one of you want to send us an offering, feel free to do so because we would be blessed to have your support. It takes a lot of money to do what we're doing. Some people don't realize that, but it takes a lot of money. Anyway, God bless and thank you for tuning in and being a part of the webcast tonight. And I know the Holy Spirit has ministered to people tonight. I'll see you this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. I'll be ministering and preaching the Word right here. God bless you.